0: Where did you get the name Hebrew Hits from?
1: This is Hebrew Hits presented by JTriberadio.com. I'm your host, Malia, and I sit down with people who live by the motto, it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. are listening to episode
0: 50. And we are here at Hebrew Hits episode number 50. I am your host, Max Landisman. That is right. I'm your host. And Malia is actually taking a vacation this week and she's going to be interviewed. Malia, thank you so much for joining your own show.
1: I can't believe I'm finally on Hebrew Hits. This is like incredible. I've always wanted to be featured on the show, and now that you literally like took over the show this week. Wow, I cannot believe it.
0: It is unbelievable how the host of Hebrew Hits just did not ask you. It is it is unimaginable how they could be so just not ask you. Unbelievable. Listen,
1: like I was asked by the host of Hebrew Hits if they could do an interview with me. And I was like, you know what? How am I going to do that? Like, how am I going to be the host and the guest? So that's where you come in.
0: There we go. There we go. Being used in good ways. There we go. (laughs) So I've made a post and I asked people, uh, any if you were me and you were interviewing Malia, the famous Malia Fileson, what would you ask them? So I have here a list of seven questions that we will, I will be asking you over the course of this interview. However, Let's begin by first starting off. And it's actually a question that it's more like, I know myself, but I want more viewers to know. and So it's a question that David Silverman came up with. And his question is, where did you get the name Hebrew hits from?
1: Wow, David Silverman, thank you so much for asking that question. First of all, Max, I gotta say thank you so much for actually doing this. This is awesome. I can't believe I'm being featured on my own show. 50th episode, this is huge. The 50th episode, wow. Um, okay, so. Where did I get the name Hebrew hits from? Actually, when I started out um, in radio, which was my college radio station, I wanted to start a Jewish show through my college because they had a German show, a Spanish show, American show, all different kinds of shows. So I said, let's do a Jewish show. And I sat down with my director, Sean Novat, and we're like, what kind of name could we do? And we sat for days and days, and days turned into weeks, and weeks turned into months. And one day I was sitting with Sean, and he said, Malia, what about Hebrew hits? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. HH, Hebrew hits, makes sense. It was a music show to begin with. Um, And then it became interviews, but it started off as a music show and Hebrew hits just was perfect. And then I left my college and I did many other things in between. Then I started this podcast and I was like, hello, obviously the name is gonna be Hebrew hits, thanks to Sean Novak. So I actually came up with the name at least two years before I actually started the show.
0: Two years yeah Damn. wow and it's great branding because like when I was coming up with' you know the name for my show which is Max and TV, I put in like four seconds of thought into it and I feel like I probably should have put more thought into it. Yours is like it is awesome HH. I don't have the HH effect. it's a great effect.
1: Check it out HH here we go. Yeah. HH. I, I, I love the HH. It, it works perfect with the logo. Um. Hebrew hits. Yeah. Max and TV is amazing. Great name, by the way. I love it. I appreciate awesome. it. I
0: yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Um, when I made it, I didn't realize that there's like 14,000 other Max and TVs. Um, <laughs> but I'm in the, I am in the final stages of getting it trademarked. So I think we'll be, we'll, it will work out in the end. All so right. yeah. So what, I mean, like for someone like you, in the Orthodox religious world, has there been has there ever been any pullback or people giving you a hard time? Oh, women shouldn't be on the radio. You did it. Has there ever been that?
1: You don't even know what I go through being a woman in the radio world. It's not easy. It's extremely challenging. First of all, it's very competitive, even in the outside of the Jewish world, the radio world, very competitive. And to be a woman in that world as well is hard. And in the Jewish world, it's even harder because it's unheard of um, a Jewish girl being a host. Um, I've dealt with backlash from Shah Hanim. I've dealt with backlash from different friends, like different people who I guess don't get it and don't get the love that I have for the show. And for what I do, who just think, oh, like I'm putting myself out there is not a good idea. It's it's, it's very difficult. Shah Hanim have told me, how are you gonna get married if you are you know, a podcast host? Um, I've been told on dates by guys, like, oh, it's not sneeze what you do. And I said, excuse me, you're telling me that it's not sneas? What about a nurse that literally has to touch patients every single day? I understand it's the nurse's job. But at the same time, like, what is the difference? Like, literally, like, I'm not touching anybody. Like, I'm not doing anything not sneas. I'm having a conversation with somebody else. And, like, literally a guy told me on a date it's not sneas, and I wanted to tell him, yo take turn this car around like we're going home so i got backlash from guys i've dated like really not nice like it's really 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 not easy um putting myself out there was a huge decision um the way i got on linkedin even was so hard like i started only putting out quotes in the beginning Um, not showing my face not saying anything about myself and i was speaking to different people um, you know who you are if you're listening to this and you guys encouraged me you're like put yourself out there but i'm saying I, I i built myself on linkedin because i was like you know what i'm gonna be me and that's it like i am going to be me Molly five and if you either love it or you like it you never hate it you either love it or you like it never hate it but at the end of the day i put myself out there because it's what i love and i, I say you know what as much backlash as I got and I wanted to fail, um, not fail. I wanted to quit one Friday. I was crying my eyes out. I got like a few shot Khanim calling me. This guy really, really looked into you. He said, you're an amazing girl. But then he found out about the radio thing and he's like all concerned. And I was crying and crying and crying and I didn't know what to do. And I was just, I was, I said, I'm done. Like, I just can't keep doing this. I can't like, I, I can't keep doing this. So I really was ready to quit and then my mother, I think, somebody said to me like, forget the haters, like the haters are gonna hate and the people that are hating on you are because they see that you have talents and they see that you're really working towards something that they're not. So that's why they're the people that wanna see you succeed are not hating on you. The people that are, in, are intimidated by your success are gonna hate on you. So I said, you know what, I got stronger and I said, I'm gonna keep going. And that's what I did, I just kept fighting and I fight all the time like if if not every day it's every week that i'm fighting to just keep going because it's a huge challenge i get a lot of backlash but you know what it's who i am it's what i love that's why i do what i do
0: damn right it is and um we've had this discussion before you've told me that it's been kind of hard in that sense and i told him, like people who tell you that they can they can go to hell essentially why the hell why would you tell someone that that's ridiculous
1: it's right. very it's It's not it's, it's it's definitely not easy and I only need one guy and listen I'm not like desperate that I'm like oh my gosh I need a guy right now like I'm gonna get somebody that loves me and cherishes me and loves what I do and loves me for me and like I also told the shatchan oh one shadchan said this to me she's like Malia what if you hold off on your show and only start it once you're married I said what's gonna happen I'm not gonna tell this guy that I love doing podcasts and talking to people it's what i love to do i'm not going to tell the the i'm not going to tell the guy that and then what's going to happen we get married two months after we get married what's going to be like all of a sudden he's just going to like find out and then he's going to be like oh that's not what i married like it doesn't make sense show who you are you know don't be afraid to be you
0: it would actually be kind of funny that um you know like you know how works. They they send out FBI agents to go investigate you. And I mean, like, can you imagine not even finding out that you at one time were in radio? I mean, God forbid you're in radio, oh my gosh, whatever. I mean, like, ridiculous, right?
1: It's ridic- I think it's different, it's ridiculous, and I think it's very different for a boy. I think that, like, there are some podcasts out there that are big, that that are ran by, by men. And it's amazing, everybody loves it. They're like, wow, a man, a man. And listen, people who have got to my show and like actually love it, they're my huge biggest supporters. But I think it's very different coming from, I mean, you're a guy, so I'm gonna ask you that question. Like, is is it, do you get such backlash as well?
0: I, first of all, I'm not in that, I'm not in the same circles as you are. Sha- I mean, I don't deal with on Khanum anymore, primarily maybe one or two, but they know who I am. I don't do this resume crap. None of this garbage, nobody tells me what to do. Cause when someone tells me what to do, bad things happen. So I do what I want to do at the end of the day. And I, mm-hmm. I I'm listen, I've got my inner circle and yeah. these are the people that are going to be with me through thick and thin. And if I need to consult someone, I consult them and only them, I don't ask the shot and if I can, you know, if I can do X, Y, or Z, or if they've, nobody puts pressure on me like that anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. So. As far as that goes, no, I don't feel any pressure as that. Um, In fact, I get encouraged to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm surprised that you even deal with these people, you know? Oh my God.
1: If- now, a I was on the phone with her. She's like, hey, Malia, I'm Googling you as I'm speaking to you. What is this Hebrew Hits thing? What is this radio thing? I'm like, you're Googling me as you're on the phone with me? What? Listen, at, at
0: the well, yeah, but at the end of the day, you're running a Jewish radio show. You're not running a Excuse my right. friends, but you're not doing that. It's unbelievable. You know,
1: um, but I think people are scared that some people are a little bit out of the box. And as a kid, I could have fit in the box. I could have, but I chose to always go out of the box. I chose to always be unique. My name, Malia, is unique. I'm unique. Um, that's why also when it came to seminary, like I never really fit into a specific mold. Like which seminary should I go to? Like it didn't fit like into a specific mold. And I made myself like that because I want to be unique. I don't want to be like anybody else. I want to be me and I want to show that I'm different. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I want to be different. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be the same, but when it comes to dating, it's very much um, if you don't fit into a mold, it's a little hard, you know, in the dating world.
0: Right. In your dating world, in your dating world. Yeah. I, I mean, I can make fun of it for days, but that's not why we're here. But yeah, you'll you'll find the right guy at the right time and they'll appreciate you for what you do. And for Mm -hmm. everyone who doesn't, then nobody cares. You know, nobody cares about them. Listen, Uh,
1: like I used to be super sensitive. Everything washes off. Like I've been through so much by now that I'm just like, everything washes off. Like, you know, you hit me with a negative comment. Okay, goodbye. Like doesn't even affect me, Baruch Hashem. Thank you.
0: As they say, you know, you've made it when you start getting haters, you know what I mean? If you're if you're irrelevant, you don't get anything. Uh, but you start getting haters, you know you've made it. You know people are listening. So congratulations on that part. So um, thank
1: you. I you appreciate know. that. That actually is really kind of you, and it's it's true. It's actually really true.
0: Damn right it is. Everything yeah. I say is true. I mean, come on. So <laughs> this was actually a comment by Karen Redlich, who wants to know how at such a young age were you able to build up your self-confidence and your just enthusiasm on the air?
1: Okay, so many people ask me this question. I I honestly think like the only thing I can say is that I was born like this. Um, Not everybody is given a talent where they're confident or they're outspoken or they know how to have a conversation um, with somebody else and have a real conversation but I think that I was I was gifted with a gift. I really truly believe that I was just Hashem gave me a gift that I could communicate with people. And this helps me out in relationships, with my friendships, with so many things I'm able to communicate. What is like, what's the problem? If I'm hurting, if I'm feeling happy, if I'm sad, like people know they're, if I'm happy, they're gonna know that I'm happy. If I'm sad, they're gonna know that I'm sad. So I think it comes with the whole thing that God gave me a gift. Um, I also think now, i i really think this has what to do with it you're gonna be surprised i don't know if i ever shared this with you but i only got a smartphone i'm i'm not saying my age but i only got a smartphone this past june my entire life i only had a kosher phone because i did not want a smartphone and i actually got a smartphone because it was just way too hard to communicate with people i it was way 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 too hard like i people needed me to whatsapp them i needed to do my show and i got a smartphone but the fact is the point being is that at the end of the day i learned how to communicate with people on the phone and i was never looking down and texting like this all day every day every day every day i was i was literally like i didn't have a phone is what i'm trying to say like i had my phone when i got a text i would read it but i had nothing to go on to instagram or facebook or social media platforms so when i went out to eat with my friends my phone was down they're there texting, taking pictures, posting, but my phone's down and I'm having a communication with them. I'm literally communicating with them with my eyes. Like literally I'm looking at them. And the fact that I know that this is true is because when I was in college, I was doing an internship and I was in a store, an interior design store. um, And I was looking for tiles and, and flooring and wallpapers. And an older man, he looked at me and he said, wow, Malia, like you, I could count on my hand, my one hand, not two hands, my one hand, how many people your age give me the communication, like looking in the eye, it's called, um, what is it called, again?
0: Direct contact, I don't know.
1: Eye contact, they're like, it's called eye, yeah, they're like, he's like, I could count on one hand, how many people your age actually had the eye contact that you have, and I was like, wow, and I pulled out my kosher phone and I said, this is the reason, because I never had a smartphone. And I really think that is, I really think that has what to do with it.
0: That is, uh, I have used the kosher phone. Number one, it's way overpriced. It's ridiculous, like $100 a month. I'm like, what the hell? So I've used it, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, So it's very admirable that you've done that because uh, I am a millennial, I believe you are as well. And Mm -hmm. one of the biggest problems of our generation is nobody can talk to each other. Yeah. There are restaurants that have signs in the restaurant saying, uh, "Please put your phones down and actually talk to each other." I think some of them give free dessert if you leave your phone in the front or something like that. Like, like they have these crazy incentives. But um, I've heard stories of people on dates and they're not talking to each other; they're actually like texting, texting each other under the under the table. It's like this is the world we live in. Uh, so it is admirable that you didn't have another phone, but. I've noticed that you said you got a regular phone eight months ago, and I believe you started using LinkedIn how long ago?
1: Um, I started using LinkedIn in September of 2020. Um, So I got my smartphone in June. I got onto LinkedIn September. Um, I actually opened my account, my LinkedIn account, when I was in college, uh, maybe 2019, maybe 2018, I think 2019. Um, but I never used it. My professor sat us down, said everybody has to open up a LinkedIn. I had no idea how it works. I was all confused. Never posted, never did anything. Maybe I did a few things here and there. But I only became active on LinkedIn in September. Um, and it's been amazing. I've met so many amazing people. Like I've met you. I'm so grateful to have met you. And Likewise. Yeah, yeah, I'm just really, really happy that I joined this amazing, amazing community.
0: It is an amazing community. And so so this actually ties right into what Itzy Holzer, if I pronounce that correctly, asked, oh, he wanted to know what you think of people that say, and I quote, LinkedIn is a waste of time. How do you respond to that?
1: Oh my gosh. I- I'm telling you, I should get paid by LinkedIn to be their advertisement because I have reached out to Sean I've reached out to big corporations. I said, get on LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn. No, 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 no. It's a waste of time. LinkedIn's only for professionals and if you if you view linkedin as a waste of time it's going to be a waste of time it's what it's it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference right it's what my show is all about so if you take a social media platform you're given like you have it you have social media use it for the best way possible i for the longest time was scared to show my face i was scared to put my name out there hebrew hits no one knew if it was run by a girl or a guy it was never known i never showed my face um and then linkedin I went on LinkedIn and I literally just posted one video of me painting my wall, literally just painting my house. Because I was like bored, I was like, I just came home from Vegas, I was like, it was summer vacation, I took the the the, the paint roller and I said to my mom, I'm repainting this hallway, I don't like beige, I need it to change. So I took the paint roller and I just like went up and, like up and down and I started painting and I videoed myself because at that time my family was doing our YouTube vlogs, our family vlogs. And I was like, this is going to be like amazing for the vlog. And then I said, why don't I post like a minute clip on LinkedIn? And I did this whole thing. Hello, LinkedIn. It's my first time posting. I was very nervous. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then I just did it. I literally just did it. And I got over a thousand, like, I don't remember someone's like, you're not going to get over a thousand views. the next morning, I remember I had over 2000 views. By now, I don't even know. It has thousands of views, like tons of comments, tons of reactions. And I said, if this is what LinkedIn is about, there's no way I'm leaving it. So I started a challenge. I was like, oh, I'll challenge myself. I thought I'll get to 12 days. I was like, I'll challenge myself to 12 days on LinkedIn. And it's, yeah, I'm still here. I haven't missed a day, so.
0: Wow, yeah, so are you going to continue Numbering them like if we get to day two thousand four hundred and sixty-two, are we doing that?
1: One hundred percent. I'm going to get to that number, and I'm waiting to get to ten thousand. Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand days. Ten thousand days is how many years? I have no idea. But wow. I, I wish I, I, I maybe I should have done like post number one, post number two instead of day because I could get to ten thousand posts if I just keep posting. 10,000 days is going to be a challenge, but listen, I'm up for it.
0: Good things take time, right?
1: <laughs> the best things take the most yeah. time.
0: Yeah. So that actually, so it leads me into my next question that was wow. brought up by Matt Askren, shout out to his Hoopy Pies cause they're apparently look freaking amazing. Um, so Matt Askren asks you, so obviously when you posted that for the first time, you got thousands of views, he wants to know. How you're able to replicate it, as he mentioning, I quote, what is your favorite method to drive traffic?
1: My favorite method, I realize, is being genuine, being real, being being myself. Um, I actually had people message me on LinkedIn and I was a little I mean, I wasn't insulted because I don't know them, but okay, a little bit insulted, I'll admit. Um, they're like, There's no way that you are this happy, this positive, this real, this genuine in real life. And I said to them, I'm sending you a Zoom link. Let's have a video call right now. You'll see who I am. I said, I am only gonna show who I truly am. I'm not gonna show um, someone that I'm not. I'm promoting myself. I'm I'm showing the world who Malia Feivelson is. I'm not gonna hold back and be someone fake and be somebody that I'm not. So um, I think for me, i have had posts that do not go viral that don't get likes it's normal it's very normal some posts will get over 200 views or i mean over 200 likes some posts will only get 15. um it really 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 depends but it also depends which i tell a lot of people because i've been running different people's linkedin this year because people are like you just got got on linkedin you have over 8,000 followers what are you doing? Can you run my LinkedIn? So I started running four people's LinkedIn's this year. Um, it's been very, it's been very good, thank God. But what I realize is you have to post a certain time of the day, which I generally like to post in the morning. Um, you could post in the afternoon before like two o'clock. It's sometimes good, and then I realized that like five, six o'clock does not really get that much traction. You have to post later at night. I'll post something at ten o'clock at night, and it will get engagement. But at the end of the day um it really is up to the people if you're showing your true self i i I, there's nothing more that i can express is don't be fake don't be fake connect with so many people when i first started linkedin i was challenged by one of the big people on linkedin i'm not going to say any names but he's like oh you can't do better than me and i was like i could do way better than you so i started connecting and i did not go to sleep until i had 100 new connections every single day and I remember at one point I had only 96 new connections and I told my mom, I was like, ma, I'm not going to sleep until I get four more connections to make me have a hundred connections. She's like, how are you going to do that? I'm like, well, I'm just going to push connect, connect, connect to a lot of people. And that's really what I, what it is. But and my advice to you is be real, be genuine, talk from the heart, connect to your audience. Don't connect to everybody on LinkedIn, connect to the person you're speaking to. When that that's also another thing I don't want to want to ramble on, but I just want to say that when I was being trained with radio, it's very important to connect to you, the guests. I mean you, the the audience, the person who's watching. So on, on radio, we were taught don't say we, don't say they, don't say the people watching, say, hey, I know that you're watching this episode right now. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Um, so it's very much into connecting with that audience and that way you'll get engagement. So the same thing with LinkedIn, I try to connect with the person who's actually watching my video and I hope that that comes across.
0: It does um, because I, again, like I don't, I pretty much every one of your posts are at the top of my newsfeed pretty much on a daily basis. So I definitely get it. I definitely, you do come from a very like, I mean, that you cannot, I feel like you're incapable of being fake almost. So it kind of, so that's kind of what it, yeah, I'm really good at giving giving. Uh,
1: I'm gonna nice cry. The
0: oh, there we go. So, so this will lead me into our next question by the world famous Chaim Blau, the realtor, who asks you. He actually asks you a two part question. He wants yeah. to know what is your biggest obstacle in your career, and how you overcome obstacles.
1: Oh, what is my biggest obstacle in my career? My biggest obstacle that I'm dealing with right now is monetizing and getting the advertisements, sponsorships um, and really showing that my product is a genuine product. And I believe in my product and I love what I'm what I'm what I'm sharing with the world. But the hardest thing for me right now, I'm just going to be brutally honest. Is monetizing my show I do this I work really hard I get advertisements um, but at the same time like I want to try to get enough that I could actually live on this as a as a career if it means rebranding a little bit if it means bringing on more shows then that is what I will do because this is what I love my entire heart and soul is invested in this and I and I just I just want people to see it and appreciate it Um, I also i um, having a hard time a little bit marketing wise, like getting the show out there even more than it has. Um, my main focus is LinkedIn. But again, I'm struggling a lot with Instagram. I don't know how Instagram works that much. Like I deleted my personal Instagram account. Uh, I, I don't like social media and what I'm doing. I have to be on social media. I don't like the social media, Facebook, Instagram, not because of anything political, but because Instagram and Facebook. I don't want to insult anybody, but it's more of like you post pictures and people are liking, and there's not so much engagement. If if because let's say like LinkedIn, I post something. If Max, if you are gonna like my post, your connections are gonna get notified that Max Landisman just liked Molly Fyvelson's post. So I feel like there's not that much engagement and reach on Instagram, but LinkedIn, the amount of people that have reached out to me trying to guide me in certain ways and help me with different things that I'm actually trying to work on um, with my show has been incredible max you're one of the most like amazing people that I person that I met on LinkedIn because you're constantly trying to help me out like I've had meetings with you trying to help me with YouTube trying to grow I haven't had that on other social media platforms so that's why I I love LinkedIn and I'm that's why I'm that's my struggle actually is is social media and how do i overcome that how do i overcome that and how do i overcome trying to monetize my show so i'll start with how i monetize um it was very difficult for me to put myself out there i went on central avenue where um it's so many so many jewish stores and i just went one store after the next after the next until somebody agreed to give me a sponsorship i ended up getting sponsored by holy schnitzel for a few weeks like about six weeks we did a sponsorship um collaboration but I went into every store, I went to David's Pizza, went to Events 360, I went into so many stores, I put myself out there, it was very hard to get rejected and say, oh, we don't want to sponsor you, but at the end of the day, that's how I overcame it a little bit, by putting myself out there, you know, you got to put yourself out there, if you're not in, what is the saying, if you're not playing the game, you're not, if you're not in the game, you're not playing the game, if you're not playing the game, you're not in the game, I don't know, something like that, um, but that, that's what I was struggling with, and the social media thing, how do I, how do I overcome the social media? I think it really has to do that. I, I'm talking to friends and they're like, let's go. Just keep putting content out. Keep putting content out. I definitely need more help with the uh, Facebook and Instagram social media. Um, I haven't hacked it. I'm being honest. I have not hacked Instagram and Facebook. Um, and that's how am I overcoming that struggle with it? I think I, I just constantly keep going. Like I'm just, I'm not stopping. I'm just going to keep going.
0: You're constantly learning, right? You haven't given yeah. up.
1: Exactly. Yep. I've not given
0: up. Exactly. So spe- speaking about uh, being genuine, um, you know, even talking about what you just said, like it is hard to actually get sponsorships is a very, I would say, very personal thing that most people probably don't know. And, you know, it's hard to even talk about. So again, when I say that you are genuine, clearly you are, cause you just backed it up right there. So awesome. also just to move things along as well, um, YouTube and all these social media avenues are very, very difficult to navigate. Um, as far as if even if you were to look at Mr. Beast, who is probably the biggest, if not the second largest uh YouTube channel in the world, I think he currently has a little over 53 million subscribers. How many people saw Super Bowl? 40 million? Like, it's unbelievable how many people he's got. And he said it took him one year to figure it out. One year. So you're at six months. You, you still got six more months. So one year,
1: but he didn't get 53 million subscribers in the one year. You're saying it took him a year to figure it out Took how him it, a
0: year just to figure out how, how it works. He was doing terrible in the beginning. Uh, he, didn't, okay. he didn't understand, you know, what YouTube people want to see. He didn't understand how to actually like upload stuff, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It took him one year just to figure that out. And mm-hmm. once he figured it out, I mean he grew it, but it took him a year just to figure it out. It's very, very difficult. Uh, And I
1: haven't even been on YouTube for six months. My show, I've been putting my show out since June, the new reinvented Hebrew hits with podcast episodes of interviews. And I only had it on the streaming apps and I got convinced through you, through my parents, pushing, pushing, get it on YouTube, get it on YouTube. And the biggest thing was that I put my show on YouTube. It's been like three months that I've been on YouTube, maybe four months. Um, So yeah, I still have a few months left to learn.
0: (laughs) I mean, you're, you're doing pretty well, honestly. Like your show definitely outlasts my show a hundred times over. So there's no question <laughs> about it. So, um, that was a, that was a very good, deep answer. So Chaim, I hope you enjoyed that answer.
1: Yeah, I hope so. We're going to have to tag all the people that ask questions.
0: And, of course. So that they
1: can hear the answers.
0: Goes without say for sure. So I have, I have another question by an unbelievable person. His name is me. I have a question. I have a question. So, what is something you want to tell, you want people to know about you that most people don't know about you? Oh, man. What do I want?
1: That's a good question. What do I want people to know that people genuinely don't know about? Okay. This is what I want people to know. People see my life and they're like, wow, like, oh, my gosh, you do podcasting, so much fun. You're just having a lot of fun with it. People don't know how hard it was for me to get to where I am today. I've had to go through, like, real struggles to get to where I am that I don't ever talk about. Um, And I'm not going to share all the details of the struggles I've been through to get to where I am. But I realize in life, like, I'm going to you only live once, you know, I mean, you live every day. But at the end of the day, like I wanna make my life count and I don't wanna live someone else's life. Like I wanna live for me, this is what makes me happy. People don't realize how much I actually, I started out at my college radio station. From there, I went on to WFAN, I met everybody, I sat in during a show, I went to 92.3, I went to 101.1, I went to 102.7, I went to the entire intercom studios, I met with um, Tim Scheldt, I met with Sean Mraz, I went out to Ryan Seacrest, I flew to California in the summer of 2019, because I wanted to continue my journey in radio, and I said, who better to go to than Ryan Seacrest, so I got an appointment, I went out, met the whole team, they showed me how their computers work, I sat in Ryan's chair, hello Ryan, if you're listening, I used his microphone, I have pictures, and at the end of the day, I pushed myself and this is all with with a kosher phone which was so difficult i remember i cried one day i i was gonna go to um wfan yeah the morning i was going to wfan i woke up at like six o'clock in the morning got on the train i had to switch to a subway now i didn't even know how to buy a subway ticket i'm sorry if you guys like know how to buy a subway ticket but like i just i don't know i'm not the city girl like i don't go to manhattan that often um so i bought a subway ticket finally figured it out i got on the train i didn't have a smartphone to show me how to get places so i literally like printed out before like a map of how to go and again i'm a millennial i don't know how to read a map but i remember i was literally like crying like i I cried because i was getting such anxiety that i didn't know where i was going and this is all to get to my dream right w they were allowing me to come in and um, show them how my voice is and speak into the mic and sit down with them and be in a show, literally in a show. Um, so I finally got there, the guy greeted me at the door and then I was finally calm. But people don't realize that they think, oh, she just started a show. They don't realize where I came from. I came from college where I was going for interior design. I had two hour break in college. I decided I don't just wanna sit in my car, do nothing. I want to actually do something during my break. So I found, I ended up whatever, falling into this radio course. It's a whole long story. But I ended up getting um, a job on the radio, the campus radio station. I started doing so many different shows. It was really fun, really exciting. And I knew I was like, "Why am I going to college for interior design when I love this?" So from that, it helped me. Like I went on to meet so many radio radio stars at the CMA Shas. I did an interview with CNN. With um, what else did I do? With ten ten was it ten ten wins eight, 8 sorry eight eighty news. I did an interview. Um, but it's because I pushed myself. I, I got contacts I, with all these people. And when I went to WFAN, the guy handed me his card. Sean Moraz handed me his card. And he was like, I, 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 I see students all the time coming in. He's like, you are one of the, I could count on my hands, how many people actually um, push forward and keep going? He said, you're like one, the one, like he said he could count on one hand. And I'm on that hand. How many students came back and wanted to speak more with them? So it's because I pushed myself. I didn't just like take the easy way and say, I'm going to start a show. I met with a lot of radio stars. I met race Taylor. I met mo bounce. I met Karen Carson in the morning. Like I met really big stars and it really helped me a lot.
0: Yeah. Cause Mark Semach, uh, the person that wants to make us a massive call in the shape of my face, apparently. Um, yeah, he wants to know where you got that passion for in radio. And I guess it's self-explanatory.
1: Yeah. And hello, why do you get like a challah in your face? Like I want a challah in my face. Like what's going on here?
0: I asked for it. I asked for it.
1: I asked for it too in the comments.
0: All right, fine. We'll work on it. (laughs) We'll work on it. So yeah. And just to end off, just to make it clear, Benjamin Klein wanted to know if you are still doing interior design.
1: Oh, am I still doing interior design? So before COVID, yes, I was focused on interior design, getting a job. I was actually designing a penthouse in Manhattan. Like it was, I was very into interior design and I was doing well. Like I was really just like going Manhattan. I was going to different places, interviews, interviewing people. Like I was calling just tons of people. It was really fun, really exciting. And then COVID hit and I was like, why don't I put all my energy into this show? And that's what I did. And I realized this is really what I love now. Interior design is still something that I love. And that's why I'm like redoing my parents' house and I'm definitely going to use my skills. Like I redesigned my friend's room. Um, I have done some work, but right now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. Like I have a few things that I'm doing so that, you know, the most successful people don't just have one source of income. But I'm focusing on building this show. And I really, 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 I'm, 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 dedicated to building the show, making it big, making it a a big, like mark on the world. And listen, if I have to rebrand a little bit, maybe I'll rebrand. I don't know. I'm going to take it day by day, but, um, interior design is something that I love, but I'm focusing on this.
0: Words of wisdom from the wise, as they say. And so that was that. This was an incredible interview. Uh, for, you know, you gotta go off with a bang on Hebrew Hits' 50th episode. And so I wanna thank all of you for submitting your questions. Um, I hope we were able to cover everything. I wrote everything down, made sure we covered everything. And again, Malia, thank you so much for joining the show that you started.
1: I can't believe that I'm actually on this show that like I created and it's the 50th episode right now. I just, uh, you don't understand my mind is mind boggled. Like I literally had 50 guests. I'm the 50th and you're so amazing for being the host of the show. I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really, really grateful. And is there anything else you want to ask before we go? Anything um, else that comes to mind?
0: Besides credit card number, social security number. I think uh, I think we've covered it all, I believe.
1: Okay, amazing. Well, I'm gonna let you do the outro because this is all you. Like, I also want to know, like in the comment section below, if you guys um liked Max as the get as the host and me as a guest. This dynamic.
0: I would love to find out for sure. We all know you're a good host, but me, we'll find out, I guess.
1: <laughs> amazing.
0: All right, so again, thank you all for submitting your questions. Malia, thank you so much for joining. This is Hebrew Hits 50th edition, and greatest edition, for sure, definitely. And we'll see you guys next time.
1: Yes, same time, same place. Guys, like and subscribe the episode. Let's go, you gotta say it. You're actually the one who's hosting. You gotta say like and subscribe, and follow us on the streaming apps, and Hebrew underscore hits on Facebook, yalla. Let's see what you've got, Max.
0: There we go. It was always been it's always been like I always hate those people who do that but you have to do it. You have if You to
1: don't do ask, it. they're not going to do, do it. Like, you no. do it.
0: You heard the lady, like and subscribe, tell your friends about it, share it, do whatever you need to do, just do something. And so, let's <laughs> do something. All right.
1: Max, that was phenomenal. Thank you.
0: Thank you. See you guys next time.